Welcome, one and all, to the mystical world of Felbar. Adventures abound throughout this realm, and we appreciate the opportunity to regale you with some stories from these trails. These accounts are all based on actual RPG experiences that occurred within Adventures in Felbar. Some of these tales may be for mature audiences, while others may be for very immature audiences. We now present the sage Mikas Tumo from Tamel, also known as the Bard of Felbar. Welcome to Session Fartook-132. The previous episode featured the end of the battle with Poldapot, Roush, and Zamora the Enchantress. With victory sealed, old faces had arrived to help the party win the day. We rejoin them as the corrupt guards surrender to the good guards, centaurs, and commoners. Poldapot is in chains, courtesy of Investigator Rockfist and Mama. Bulger has been reunited with the others, and we rejoin them as answers are painfully brought to light. Barnaby, may I borrow some of your troops? inquired the High Bishop. Lord Nacko whistled and eight men rushed to the commander's side. You men are assigned to the High Bishop. You will do what he says, when he says it, or you will answer to me. The knights slammed their legs together and saluted the leader. The High Bishop requested that the men get litters and remove Fargus and Sister Elaine to the church immediately. He sent another man back to the temple to call for clerics to aid in the healing of the wounded. The warriors moved quickly and with purpose. Fargus wavered in and out of consciousness as the wound had been devastating. Cabe was told that the ranger would live and not to worry. The High Bishop cradled his young pupil in his arms and calmed her as she started to flail around. Elaine, you are safe. You are among friends. Be still. The woman nodded weakly as Bolger, Cabe, and Tonia looked on with concern. The High Bishop noticed their worried looks and allayed their fears. Your friends will be okay. I swear it. Tears of concern began to run down Cabe's face as the battle had robbed him of energy. He rose to his feet and began to look around. Suddenly, fear grew and he shouted for Lady Irena. Both Bolger and Tonia scanned the bloody scene, but there were so many bodies it was difficult to tell who was who. The trio began to make their way through the battle scene and gingerly stepped over the dead, checking them. Bolger yelled out and the other two ran to his side. Tugging a body out of the mess, a male was seen. The group instantly recognized Henrik. His lifeless eyes stared out and the gnome pushed his hand across the lids, closing the dead man's eyes. A gasp from Tonia was heard, and the males looked in her direction. She rolled a body with a guard tabard over and gently lifted the victim's head. The body of Lady Irena had been peppered with arrows, but her face was calm and at peace. The three marveled that, even in death, she was a calming force. Cabe's tears flowed freely as he pulled the arrow shafts out and lifted the elven woman in his arms. The knights had found litters and were carrying Fargus and Elaine from the plaza, and Cabe followed in behind them, carrying the body of their fallen comrade. Bolger and Tonia grabbed Henrik's body and also followed suit. The heroes left the plaza as Lord Nacko and Fargus the centaur gave orders, helping to clean up the mess. A pair of dwarven women approached them, 
and Mama was speaking with her daughter about the finer points of swinging a pan. So, as you see, it is all in the wrists, proclaimed the elder dwarf. Yes, Mama, I am aware. You have cleared up that mystery for me. Thank you. A smug grin crossed her face as Lord Nacko cocked his head to one side. Who might you be, milady? the large knight asked the elder dwarf. Mama puffed up her chest and declared, I am the one that finished off the syndicate. Her righteous indignation caught the knight off guard and he raised an eyebrow. He thought for a moment and then he said, Oh, well in that case, may I get you a tankard of ale? Mama smiled and winked at her daughter and took Lord Nacko's hand, pointing out that he was a man after her own heart. Turning to her daughter, she exclaimed, That is how you get a man, my dear. Investigator Rockfist blushed at the comment and hid her face in her hands as the knight commander and elder dwarf headed off to find the tavern. The young centaur watched the unlikely pair head into the small tavern just outside the plaza and enter. Turning to investigator Rockfist, he stoically remarked that he did not understand the elder dwarf. Rockfist chuckled and shook her head. Don't worry, she said. You never will. Just let her be her and hope for the best. A cadre of clerics arrived from the temple and began to administer healing to those that needed it. Nako's knights and the centaurs maintained security with Dingus Overmeyer helping sort out the participants from both sides. A chant started to grow on the far side of the plaza and kept getting louder. Fargus! 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 Echoed with the group until they picked up the nets and broken casks and headed back up the inclined street. Sunlight filtered in through the stained glass window and Fargus slowly rose from his bed. He attempted to rub his eyes and quickly realized the stump was going to take some getting used to. It had been one week since the battle in the plaza, and things had returned to a new normal in Phoenix. The centaurs, dwarves, and Nako's knights had all left the city to return to their homeland. The ranger reflected on the events and struggled to get his clothes on before headed to Freedom Tavern to meet with his friends. He reached the business quickly and knocked as it wasn't open for business yet. The owner opened the door and welcomed him in. In the center of the room sat Cabe Silvertongue with a silver urn, Sister Elaine, Bulger, and Tonia. He pulled a chair out and a plate of heaping food was immediately put down in front of him. A familiar barmaid smiled and pointed out just how you like it, which garnered a smile from the large man. Well, I have accepted the job, he stated in a flat tone. His friends congratulated him and told him he would make a fantastic Lord Commander of the Watch. He shook his head and told them that he would do his best. Looking over to Cabe, he asked if he was leaving. The half-elf shook his head and confirmed that he wanted to return Lady Irena to her people personally. I won't be accepted, but they will listen to what I have to say about her. Sister Elaine sat silently, and it was clear that the events of the previous week had changed her. Well, dearie, have you decided? asked the squat gnome as he shoveled food into his mouth. The cleric reported that she would be staying in Phoenix to work with the people who had been abused for so many months. The church needs me, and so I shall remain. 
Besides, someone will need to look after Fargus, she said with a slight smile, causing everyone to chuckle. Bulger was asked what his plans were, and he was quite enthusiastic. He explained since the others had given up their rights to the folly, he was going to go into the import-export business along with Tonia, who agreed to be his first mate. The group raised a glass to the new partnership, but Cabe inquired how he would gain contacts for that position. The happy gnome waved off the comment and stated he had already found a business partner. A banging on the door was heard and the proprietor checked, then allowed entry to a ginger dwarf wearing a bandage around his head. Dear Dilo, the adventurer scoffed as Johan the Lone Shark entered. The dwarf told Bulger to hurry up, they had business to attend to. The gnome picked up his plate and wished the others well as he scampered towards the door with Tonia in hot pursuit. The door closed, leaving just the three inside the large tavern. They looked at each other, but no words were spoken. None were needed. After eating their meal in peace, the trio wished each other well and left the business just as it started to open. Cabe holding the urn and Sister Elaine exited and went their separate ways as Fargus moved to the bar to settle up the tab. The door opened and patrons began to come in. Spotting the hero of Phoenix, the group began to chant, Fargus, Fargus, Fargus. We close out this episode now and give you our thanks for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Bards Podcast. For everyone in Adventures of Philbar, thanks for listening.